So we've been living in some crazy times and a lot of you have been asking different questions about is like COVID the end and is like Jesus coming back and stuff. And the truth is, I don't know a ton about it. So I invited a guest speaker tonight and this is Pastor Tim Roseberry. He's the executive pastor of Fellowship Church. That means he's my boss and he's gonna speak to us tonight and next week, a two-part series on how the world, how the end of the world will eventually come, what we can expect, what Jesus is gonna do, what all the different weird signs in the universe are gonna be um, and within our culture are gonna be. So I hope you guys love this as much as I think you're gonna love it. This is gonna be good. Everybody give it up for Pastor Tim. Well, thank you, JL. I know that as you guys are going to school, as you watch movies, as you watch television, you do see things from time to time that talks about the end of the world. There's been movies about it. There's been people that are making predictions about it. But understand, media and culture want you to be scared when you watch those things. They want, they want you to freak out. In fact, a lot of the movies that are out about it are about scaring you and selling tickets. But the truth is, is prophecy is there and the Bible is there, so you won't be afraid of it, but you'll be excited for it. Because if you're a Christian, the end of the world isn't anything to be afraid of. In fact, it is something to be hopeful for. It is something to be excited about. Now, I just got through teaching a series on Wednesday nights right over in Big Church uh, for eight weeks. And in those eight weeks, we took an hour each night to explain all the different signs that we see, uh, not only in the Bible, but also all the things that are going around us that have been prophesied about, uh, and those signs and how they point to where we are at in the timeline. Now, of course, we can't take eight weeks. We're not going to take eight weeks. We're not going to take eight weeks of an hour session each time. So what I've done is I've taken those eight weeks and I've convinced, con condensed them down uh, to where we're just going to try to do this in the next few weeks. And then we're going to give you an opportunity to ask a lot of questions because I know you probably have a lot of questions about it. I know that I do and that I have, and I've done a lot of research and I am not the expert on it, but I can tell you that I spent a lot of time trying to study it and trying to make sense of it. So I think the best way to tackle it is to look at where we are in the timeline. Everybody understands that there's a timeline and the Bible is set on a 6,000 year timeline. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Time began for us right then. And so we, from there, had 4,000 years. Can you guys see that? Is that, you can? Okay, good. We had 4,000 years of Old Testament history. So in this timeline, you see Adam and Eve, you saw Noah, you saw the Tower of Babel, you saw Moses, you saw the Exodus, you saw David, you saw all the kings of Israel, you saw Goliath, all of those stories, all of that took place in the first 4,000 years of history. That is the Old Testament until Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he changed everything. And he uh, died on the cross for our sins. Uh, if you receive him as your personal savior, then all the promises that we're gonna look at from a prophetic standpoint are for you. You aren't gonna be here for all the craziness because you are gonna be taken away uh, and taken up in what the Bible refers to or what Christians refer to as a description of what happens in the Bible, and that's the rapture. We're gonna talk about that in a second. First 4,000 years, this is the Old Testament. Then Jesus lives in this time span. Uh, Jesus dies. He, he is crucified. This is all BC. And then we have 2,000 years of AD, after death, after Jesus' death. 
So this is the time in which we're living. And if this is 4,000 years and this is 2,000 years, that adds up to 6,000 years. We believe that the, uh, according to our calendar, we're at the year 2020, correct? So that's where we get the 6,000 years. Uh, the Bible sets it up as on a calendar from a 6,000-year period. Now understand, my lines do not depict 4,000 years and, and, and 2,000 years, so I'm not going to get really specific as far as trying to make my lines uh, match with 2,000 and 4,000. But we know if that's the case, if we're on a 6,000-year calendar and there's 2,000 years after Jesus dies, then we are right here in this area of the timeline. Then the Bible talks about the fact that there is going to be a seven-year tribulation period. Seven-year tribulation period. And then after that, there's going to be a thousand more years of a millennium where Jesus rules on earth with us. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and Jesus is going to rule there. So 6,000 years up to this point. Now, you might go, well, okay, so how do we know then that we're, we're at the end times? And I don't believe that we're, we're in the end times. I do believe we're at the end times. What are some of the things to, that point to that? Well, in the sign series that we did, we talked about, yes, the calendar points to the fact that we're at the end times. It talks about, we talked about the fact that astronomy shows we're at the end times. Scripture pre predicted many of the things that are happening in, in the sky, uh, the crazy things that are happening with the red moons, those are called blood moons. All of that was predicted uh, thousands of years ago. And so astronomy points to the fact that we're at the end times. Uh, technology. There's certain things that the Bible says that will happen in the Old Testament that could only happen with the help of technology. And that technology didn't even exist 10 or 20 years ago, but it exists now. Our culture shows we're at the end times. There's all kinds of things that the Bible predicted years ago, thousands of years ago, that culturally are happening now. Morality in the same sense is another way. And then all kinds of signs in the country of Israel. Now, Israel is where it is all happening. Israel is where the Jews are from. The Jews are God's chosen people. And so a lot of things happen around the country of Israel. And just a few weeks ago, some of the prophecies that, uh, that were clear back in Ezekiel over 5,000 years ago, uh, I'd say around 4,000 years ago, were predicted and they just happened. There was a peace treaty that was just struck between Israel and different countries in the Middle East where those countries are gonna now share embassies. They're gonna allow travel between those two countries, that kind of thing. Those things are unprecedented. They've never happened before and they were predicted thousands of years ago. So all of these things are very prophetic. Now, the interesting thing and the thing that people are most uh, uh, um, excited about is what is going to happen at the very beginning of this tribulation period, which is called the rapture, okay? That's what Christians are pumped about because this is when we are taken from this earth and we meet Jesus in the air. And I'm gonna give you some scriptures about that here in just a second. Now, it's important as Christians that we're raptured because we don't wanna go through a seven-year tribulation, if you don't know what tribulation means, this is judgment. 
This is seven years of God's judgment on the world for its sin. And basically, God is trying to use that tribulation or that judgment period over the seven years to get the people that don't believe in Jesus, that have been left behind, to believe in Jesus. Because here's the thing, even though we're going to be gone, they're going to be left behind. They still have a chance to choose God. They still have a chance to choose Jesus. They still have a chance to be saved. And many people are so stubborn when it comes to believing in God and believing in Jesus that it's going to take a big event to turn them around. Now, I, a lot of us are that way, right? A lot of us learn the lessons the hard way. We don't listen to people. And so instead, we have to learn the lesson the hard way before we change. That's going to be the case with a lot of people when it comes to receiving Christ as their personal Savior. Now, what does it say in the Bible about this season? Like, what is it going to be like? Well, it's interesting because it is very descriptive. There's a passage of scripture in the Bible, and it's actually Luke, uh, it's actually Jesus talking in Luke chapter 17, verse 26. And he's trying to describe what it's going to be like in the world today, right before the rapture. And he says this, when I return, this is Luke 17, 26, when I return to the world, the world will be as indifferent to the things of God. Well, we know that the world is very indifferent to the things of God right now. As the people were in Noah's day. Do you remember the story of Noah? That is when uh, um, the earth was destroyed by the flood because all the people of the earth were so sinful that God just gave up on them. But Noah and Noah's family, because they were the only believers left in the land. And so they built this ark. They got on the ark. God sealed the ark. The flood came and everybody was destroyed uh, except for Noah's family. They ate according, right before the flood came, according to scripture, they ate and drank and married. Everything just as usual, right up to the day when Noah went into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. Now, this is another man in the Old Testament who had a family that was living in Sodom and Gomorrah. You probably remember hearing about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a very sinful, sin, sinful city. In fact, Lot was the only good person left on uh, in that city. And so God destroyed it, and not with a flood this time, but with fire and brimstone. The scripture says, and the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building until the morning lot left Sodom. Then fire and brimstone rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be as business as usual right up to the hour of my return. So Jesus is saying, right before I come back, everything is gonna be just fine. There's not a, the, the world is not gonna be in a, in a state where people aren't getting married, where people aren't uh, going to work. They're not, they're not able to buy food. It's gonna be very normal. Verse 31, those, uh, those away from home that day must not return to pack. Those in the fields must not return to town. This is talking about Jesus' second coming because things are gonna get really, really bad after that. And he's warning the Jews. Then it says, Lord, where will this take place? And this is where the Christians uh, get the word rapture. And he, Jesus replies, where the body is, the vultures gather. So he says, it's going to happen in the sky. The rapture is going to happen in the sky. First Thessalonians 4.17 says, then we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up, caught up, raptured with them in the clouds to meet the Lord 
in the air and remain with him forever. So that is the rapture that's going to take place. Now we say, you know, there's these signs with culture, with technology, those things I can't go into. We have a great series in the bookstore that that's the series that I taught that you can pick up if you want. It has a workbook. You can get a digital copy of it. If you really want to study it, that's a great way to do it. But for the sake of time, you got to give me a little grace so that I don't have to go into all those things. Otherwise, we would be here for many weeks and you don't want to do that, I don't think. You would probably just as soon have the highlights. So the rapture is going to happen. The Bible says it's going to be in the, as in the days of Noah, as in the days of Lot. A lot of corruption went on during that time. And a lot of the things are very, very similar in that day to what is happening now. Now, the interesting thing, this is the, the very interesting thing that happened just not that many years ago. But the Bible prophesied that Israel would become a nation again. Now, throughout the Bible, you see Israel as a country. Israel is not a country. Israel has people in the land. Israel has people out of the land. But for many years, Israel was not a country. And it wasn't until after World War II that they became a country again. And the reason they became a country again was because of the Holocaust in World War II. The world felt so sorry for the Jews that they allowed to have what was a Palestinian territory in the Middle East to build and have a country again. Very prophetic. Now, the reason that that is so important is because the Bible said that the generation that sees that take place will see all the things happen up until the point of rapture and tribulation. So that means that the country of Israel became a country again in 1948. So... Everybody that was born around this date of 1948 is going to see the things take place. Now, of course, there's going to be people that are going to die before that. All Jews die just like anybody else. But what it's saying is that people that were born in that generation will have an opportunity to see everything that happens up until the time of the rapture and and tribulation. So the question then is asked, how long is a generation? How long is a generation? Well, Scripture says in Psalms 90 that a generation is between 70 and 80 years. 70 and 80 years. So we can do the math. 1948 plus 70 years is what? You can use your calculator. I'll let you. (laughs) It's 2018. (laughs) Okay? Let's say... 1948 plus 80 years is what? You shouldn't need a calculator for that. 2028. So from a prophetic standpoint, that means that the rapture, Jesus is going to come back and rapture us between 2018 and 2028. So that's what I mean when I'm saying we are at the end times. We are so close to Jesus coming coming back. And we want to be raptured. And know this, if you believe in Jesus, the Bible says all you have to do is acknowledge Jesus and who he is. Ask him for forgiveness of your sins. You are saved. You will be in this group that is raptured and you don't want to be in the group that has to go through this tribulation period. But let's look at that period for a little bit. It's seven years, but it's specifically split right in half. So there's a three and a half year point in this seven year tribulation that's important to us. Now you've probably heard of the Antichrist. 
The Antichrist is a man that is living right now that will be on this earth that will set up an earthly kingdom or try to set up an earthly kingdom here on earth. And he is going to claim to be the Messiah who Jesus was. He's gonna claim to be that for the people of the tribulation. And this first three and a half years, he's gonna do a lot of good and he's gonna come into power. He's gonna cause a lot of... Um, of peace and, and uh, uh, prosperity, uh, even though the world is kind of going crazy. He's going to come in. He's going to step in kind of as the world's savior. And everybody's going to be like, who is this guy? Because the Bible says in Daniel, he's going to be incredibly smart. He's going to be incredibly charismatic. He's going to be a military genius. He's going to be a religious genius. He's going to be an economic genius. He's going to be a really, really smart guy. And one of the reasons he's so smart is he is actually going to be possessed by Lucifer himself. So Lucifer will be living inside of this man called the Antichrist, and he will reign during this time period, um, and his power will get stronger and stronger, especially in a big turning point at this three and a half year mark. This is what is, ha what is called the desolation of the abomination, abomination desolation. This is when the Antichrist is going to say, you know what, I'm not just a dude. I'm not just really smart. And I'm, just, I'm not just really good looking. I'm not just really charismatic. I'm God. And now everybody in the world has to worship me. And you have to take a mark, which is called a mark of the beast, to show your allegiance to me, to do business, to do any type of, uh, 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 to get any type of revenue, to buy food, to be able to get apartments, all of that. If you don't have the mark of the beast, you won't be able to do those things. But when you get the mark of the beast, or these people get the mark of the beast, it is showing allegiance and worship to the Antichrist. And at this point, he is going to set up his kingdom from the rebuilt temple on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Now understand the temple was destroyed. It's been destroyed twice. The last time it was destroyed was in AD 70 by Rome. But it will be rebuilt during this time. In fact, there will be a peace treaty that is going to be signed between the Jews and the Antichrist at the beginning of the tribulation. And during this three and a half year period, the temple is going to be allowed to be rebuilt. Now, a lot of political things that are going on to where they can't allow, they won't allow the Jews to rebuild the temple there because the Palestinians own it and the Muslims have power over that particular hill which the, uh, where the temple is going to be rebuilt. But once the temple is rebuilt, then instead of worshiping God or God worship that's going to happen in there, the Antichrist is going to say, you're all going to worship me now. You're going to worship me. And during this tribulation period, the Bible says there's going to be all kinds of judgments that are going to come against the earth uh, that are going to be catastrophic. Things that are going to be happening as far as natural catastrophes that we can't even imagine. We know we've seen things in the news as far as uh, tsunamis and hurricanes and tornadoes. And we think, oh, that's, that's bad. That's like, those are catastrophic things. Well, those are catastrophic to small areas. They're going to be catastrophic now to the entire world, these, these different judgments that are going to happen on the world. And understand the judgments are happening so that, so that the non-Christians will turn to God and realize that all these things that have been prophesied for 6,000 years are coming true. The things that they've heard about and been taught, maybe, but they did not believe, they will now believe because they're happening. Now, at the end of these seven years, the, uh, the, Jesus will come back 
And there's going to be a, the battle of Armageddon. Have anybody of you heard of the battle of Armageddon? Okay, this is the last battle, the battle of all battles. And it is going to take place in the Armageddon Valley in Israel. And it's going to be all of the countries in the world against Jesus, against God. But they won't win. And so God is going to come, Jesus is going to come back. We're going to come back with him. All the armies in the world are going to be defeated. And then he is going to set up his kingdom, which is going to be on earth, a new Jerusalem on earth for a thousand years. And so this thousand year period is going to be heaven on earth. The Bible talks about the fact that it's going to be like what Eden was when Adam and Eve were here. Not primitive. Don't understand. You don't have to go back and be a caveman. You don't have to go, you know, start fires with sticks and that kind of thing. Everything is going to be provided for you. And and the, the Bible says that the lion will lay with the lamb. So there will be no more death, no more murder, no more sin, no more sorrow. It is going to be heaven, a place that we will all desire to be, and it's going to be incredible. And then at the end of a thousand years, then he's going to make, uh, uh, then at that point, there will be another judgment that will come because Lucifer will be loosed at that period of time. uh, Because there's going to be a period, there's going to be a group of people that will actually be born in the millennium. And God wants to make sure that they have the same choice, free will choice that we did. So eight o'clock, that's 30 minutes. (laughs) I talked really fast and I just covered the timeline basically from creation until the millennium. Now there's, I know you probably have a lot of questions and I have all the scriptures here uh, that talk about the, um, basically prove the things that I'm talking about from a scriptural standpoint. Next week, we're going to allow you to ask any questions you want about this timeline. So I'll be back, and you will be able to text the questions in. Um, and I would I'll open it up to questions now, but I'm afraid we would go another hour because there's going to be a lot of uh, questions. I, I know, and I get, I, I have a lot of questions too. So think about it. Think about what you would like to know about the end times, what you would like to know about whether it's the rapture or the tribulation, or maybe you have some questions about heaven that you would just like some clarity on. I'll be back next week to do my best to answer those questions, okay? All right, let me pray over you. God, we love you, and we thank you for an opportunity for us to be able to learn about you. And I pray in Jesus' name right now that you would help each and every one of us to know that we, if we're Christians, we're fine. This isn't anything to be afraid of. This is something to look forward to. When we're raptured, Lord, we get to go to a celebration with you. And we get to see the loved ones that we've lost. We get to see our grandparents, maybe. Maybe we get to see uh, some people that we uh, were very good friends with that have died and gone on to be heaven. We get to see those people again. Lord God, we get to uh, uh, see people in history that we've always admired that were Christians that have gone on before us. We get to enjoy life in a way that we've never imagined. We're gonna get new bodies, Lord. And for a lot of us, that's a big deal because we have ailments and we have struggles, but Lord, you're gonna give us an, a new body in heaven. And so we, we thank you for that. And we thank you, Lord, that you've done so much in scripture to show us that you are coming back and that you're coming back soon. Lord, it is a privilege to think that we might never die. We might be the ones that are Christians that are are chosen that get to be raptured. And we thank you for that too. So help us now, bind up the spirit of fear, bind up any evil spirit that would cause us to be fearful of this. And instead help us to look 
um, at this from an expectant, expectant joy standpoint. And uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.